When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. USA Today has come out with their projections for records of all 32 NFL teams. So if you want to know how your team's going to do in the NFL season, ask me because I know. That's why when I get so mad, when I'm that old man yelling at clouds for their tabloid trash journalism and I'm threatening to cancel my subscription, this is why I don't. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. Good morning, uh, Canada, or good afternoon for the Eastern viewers. We're live on Game Plus Television across all 10 provinces and 31 U.S. states. We're also live streaming on YouTube, coming at you from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino as we are putting a wrap on our 17th week of our residency here in Calgary's entertainment destination. And I know we had some people complaining yesterday from Edmonton that said we're a Calgary-centric show. What you going to do? <laughs> Went in Rome, Jock Wilson. How you doing, Jock? I tell you what, I've now been to the Gray Eagle Casino, what, three times in the last month? Because I was here for Cody Snyder's bull busting. Wasn't it awesome? You were there. Yeah. Fantastic event. Uh, of course, kicking off the Calgary Stampede. We are here the first Friday of Stampede. And, of course, second time on your show, Rod. So uh, life is good. It's happening. Good. Good yes. to hear. Yes. And just recapping what we're talking about. And Jock, of course, Calgary sports icon. If you don't mind me saying that. because. Wow. You're not old. I'm old. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but Blue Jays, uh, they're now 8-1 and one under John Snyder. They beat yeah. the Cardinals 10-3. We're wondering what he's doing right. We might make it, uh, get your thoughts on that. John Ryan traded from Hamilton to Edmonton in the CFL yesterday, the Super Bowl champion. We're talking about how his career is playing out. What, what was your take on that? Uh, I, I admire that he's playing for the love of the game because he doesn't need the Fair money. Fair enough. But I, I wish he'd retire. Because it's sort of like, why, what's happening here? That's my take on that. Yours? <laughs> you know, I think if you want to kick a lot of singles, he's a hell of a player. I, I don't think he is the prototypical CFL kicker. I, I really don't. You know, and, and hey, you, you know, I may be wrong from that standpoint. I, I don't know him as well as you do, obviously, from that perspective. But um, what is Edmonton doing? Seems to be... Sincerest apologies for the technical foul up, but we're back on the air. From Damn, did I break yeah. the show right? <laughs> it was Jock. It was Jock. He broke the internet. First, it was Kevin Costner breaking the internet here in Calgary, and now Jock Wilson's here. From what are you going by now? AM seven seventy CHQR. It's what a is, mouthful. It is a mouthful. QR seventy seven seemed to be very somewhat, easy. Yeah, very easy. It's not up to you, clearly. No, it's really not. Okay, so before we left, Calgary Sports Broadcast, yes. we did Flames pre and post, now Stampeders pre and post, and I asked you what you like better, hockey or football, and you said you're into football now, so it's football. 
Well, right? well and let me, let me clarify. You know, I, I grew up playing a lot of hockey back in the day, you know, back in Poos Coopy and Dawson Creek. Not really Poos Coopy because we didn't have a rink in Poos Coopy, but Dawson Creek, we had a rink and, uh, you know, played my minor hockey there and enjoyed hockey and obviously did the Flames broadcast. And I think in this business, Rod, as, as you know, you know, you, you aspire to be on Hockey Night in Canada. I never made it to Hockey Night in Canada. However, you know, I did make it to the NHL, uh, you know, doing the Calgary Flames broadcast with Peter Moore and Doug Barkley. Sure. So it was great. Uh, did I grow up playing football? No. I didn't, and we didn't even have a football program in Dawson Creek. So you had to learn the, the, the sport. When you, when you get into the broadcasting world, and you don't know the seven different zones, and Jim Barker was very, very good at, you know, Educating helping you? Me. Educating me. Oh, not helping you. <laughs> telling you. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Exactly right. And, and Barker was good at that. So, um, and, and, of course, very informative. And, and, and I'm still learning. You know, to, to say that I know everything about the game of football would be a lie. You know, so you're, you learn as you go. Oh, and man. It's something like, you know, hey, you were involved with, the, with football for so long, too. And it's, 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 if you've never played the game, it is a little tougher to, to understand the intricacies of it. Well, to be honest, you, uh, man, story time. And people love it when we yeah. get into the stories. Yeah. I'll give, just give you one. I would never play football. I had to learn football. Same thing. Hockey, I coached, refed, played. Sure, it was sure. easy. It was, it was like part breathing. of the culture. Part yeah, the culture. football, yeah. not so much. So there were things that would happen almost when I started on a weekly basis I'd never seen before. And there was one time a, a convert attempt got blocked. Guys were turning it the other way, and I'm like, I have no idea how many points he's going to get when he hits the end zone. <laughs> and I, so I spoke at the Canadian Football Officials Association, the CFOA, Myself and Mike Pereira were lined up to speak at this thing, which I thought was pretty cool. And then we took questions. And I don't like taking questions very often. But the ref said, what's the most bizarre call ever happened in a game? And that was one. What, how many points? Do you know what you get for a return convert? A convert? Uh, you get the one point, right? Oh, you get two. <laughs> two. See, there you go. Right. So it's difficult. And peop- the listeners... That doesn't the- make any sense, does it? Nope. <laughs> the fans expect you to know the rules. That's why yeah. this, I just, it's a relief to just sit here and talk sports. I'm not a play-by-play guy, though, so I would know it. I do but the they expect you to know. know. I know. Yeah. Oh, so, on the, so our poll today is Canada's Game of the Week. Which is it uh, in the Canadian Football League for Capital Automall, Universal Collision Center, Capital with dealerships all across the prairies, Thursday, Montreal and Hamilton, Friday, BC at Sask, mm. Saturday, Winnipeg at Calgary, and Sunday, Ottawa at Toronto. Before you, I know what you'll say, but Clark, what's the vote? If you don't mind, can you tell me? Do we still have... Can- 71%, oh, yeah. 71% Calgary Winnipeg. I guess it was slow building for hype here, but now everybody's jacked. Well, let's go back a couple of weeks. That was a hell of a football game in Winnipeg. And, and you know, the Calgary Stampeders didn't deserve to win that game because they made way too many mistakes. The receivers dropped way too many balls. You think KJ's going to have a good game this weekend? I certainly hope so. Um, and, and, of course, you know, the Stampeders took too many penalties. So you can't win a game with that many mistakes. But in saying all of that, they were one catch in the end zone from sending that game to overtime. So... Uh, the Stampeders can play with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Can they beat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? We're going to find out. You know, this COVID outbreak that's going on right now, uh, you know, with the injury situation. Hey, if you don't have Derek Dennis, if you don't have Jameer Thurman, if you don't have Kadeem Carey, Stampeders aren't going to win this game. It's pretty clear. Is that the list? Well, those are, those are some of the key guys that are with the illness right now. We don't know who has pneumonia. We don't know who has uh, COVID. We don't know who has, you know, who's just sick. There's, uh, there's some key players. You know, you've got uh, Charlie, uh, Charlie uh, Power, Charlie Moore, excuse me, um, you know, on the, uh, on the protocol as well, and Tommy Stevens. But, you know, hey, one guy great on special teams, Tommy, is your short yardage quarterback. 
Uh, but those other three guys are really, really important for this football club, as you know. Although Peyton Logan has been really, really good running the Rock, It's too. sad. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like I look at what the Riders went through with COVID last week. It's sad, frankly, that we're still talking about yeah. it. And I don't know what your thoughts. I know what Mark's are because he was just here last week, and he's over it. Everybody's over it. It kind of mars what should be a sensational heavyweight matchup. That. Right, and I think it will be. I, I think it's it will even be. without those. You know, guys? hey, coming off a of bye week, what are the Calgary? You know, stats are for losers. I get it, but the Stampeders are nineteen and two coming off a of bye week since two thousand and eight. Calgary Stampeders, Dave Dickinson, John Huffnagel, they're going to have this team very, very well prepared, uh, despite the injuries. And, and, you know, Dave Dickinson will always tell you, he says, hey, I'm going to go with the best lineup that I can go with, and we will do our best trying to beat the, the, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. You know, so, so you look at that, you know, home field advantage does make a little bit of a difference. I hope we get a good crowd at McMahon Stadium because, you know, the noise factor did come into play in Winnipeg. That was a crowd of almost 30,000 people. And, you know, the players say that made, that made a difference for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Is it a seven-point difference? Maybe, maybe, maybe it is. I'm smiling because in my mind, as you talk, I think of the lady from Edmonton yesterday, Rose, who said, talk more Elks. She goes, if you bring Bo on this show, I'm never watching again. <laughs> then I hear, talk more Lions. And a lady stopped me in the Chinook Center. Can you talk more Stampeders? So it's, it's a good thing because they is, want the content. But we'll get to the Elks for the Edmonton people. They're off this week, so pause for yep. a second. Sask. That would probably be Canada's second game of the week. It's a West Division game. I tell you right? what, BC's the story, right? Right. So it's Nathan Rourke. Nathan West Jet Rourke, as I like to call him, at Sask. Riders haven't named a starting quarterback yet. We don't know what's going on in that quarterback room, but from what we see, who would you start? And if I can go first, it would be Jake Dolagala. Because I thought he wasn't You just terrible. like saying yeah. Dola Gala. I, exactly. I get it. Exactly. I get it. Yeah. And, and ultimately, how healthy is Cody? And, Doesn't you know, sound very healthy. No, if they're talking MCL, that's you know you, you don't want to rush a guy like that. I, I think the Riders are good enough to make the playoffs. I think the Riders, you know, defensively they're they're a pretty good football club. But if they're going to go anywhere, they need Cody. But I, I, again, don't rush him back because all of a sudden you lose him for the season, then you're hooped. Eh? There's no chance you're gonna you're gonna go anywhere with that uh, with that team. And you know the, the pecking order I think is pretty clear right now in the Canadian Football League. And I might put the Riders obviously in in fourth place in the uh, in, yep. in, in the West. And and that's and and again again if they lose if they lose this quarterback for an extended period of time, I'm not even sure they're going to be a playoff team. Well, it's the pressure that's on these coaches. Uh, and by the way. I'm sure you don't have an aversion to talking NFL. Uh, no. Brad Sham was on last hour, the voice of the Cowboys, talking about the pressure on Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Dallas? So, but with Craig Dickinson, you're hosting yeah. a Grey Cup yeah. uh, in your city, in your stadium. You're expected, I would assume, to be there. I mean, when I was with the team in 2013, uh, the edict from the president to the coach and GM was, uh, win it or you're fired. He didn't even back off from yeah. that. That was the expectation. I don't know if it is in the Riders this year, but Dickinson said yesterday, this is Craig, we don't know who's going to play quarterback, but we're going out to win a game. Like, does yeah. Cody Fajardo at 50% give you a better chance than the other two guys? He might. Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't think so. Because no. if you're not mobile in this game, you're, you're dead and buried, right? So I, I do think you want to have a little more mobility there. Uh, Dola Gala, as you, uh, as you like to say, um, he doesn't look like the most mobile guy out there, but no. he's, got a, he's got a strong arm. And he was intriguing. He, he was intriguing. I, I would agree. I would agree. And, and he was in that game until the end. You know, so there was too many two and outs, but, 
you know, hey, a lot of teams are going to go through those, uh, through those scenarios. Uh, the, the other issue, I think, obviously, and everybody's been talking about it, you've been talking about it, is the discipline issues, obviously, in that, uh, in that town. And it's, it's something, if, if Craig Dickinson doesn't put his finger and thumb down on that pretty damn soon, I think that could really derail that, uh, that team's seasons. I, I'm not in that dressing room. You're not in the dressing room. I would love to know what's going on in that dressing room because uh, I don't think it's a, it's a real um, fun place right now. And I don't want – I've never met Duke Williams. I've never met Garrett Marino. But yep. judging by what we see, Duke Williams accused twice of spitting on opponents mm-hmm. and Garrett Marino suspended four games, longest ever in the history of the CFL. A coach told me years ago, and I can't remember who it was, Jock, if you don't have quality people in your locker room, then when the chips are down, you can't count on them. I'm not saying those guys aren't. Mm-hmm. I'm just judging by their actions. And that never left me. And Huff clearly moves, goes by that ad, uh, yeah. edict, whatever you want to say. No, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. You know, character rules, right? If, if, you've got, if you've got a good character player with the same level of skill or even maybe a little less skill than, you know, the, the other individual in that room, I, I'd go with the character guy every single time. And I think that's the, the – and, and, hey, there's been lots of cases where you think you're going to make the difference. You think you're going to turn this person around, and this person is going to come back and, and be great, and, uh, and, and then it blows up in your face. So I think you've got to be very careful. Well, that. In the case – here's the thing with last week. You saw all the coverage coming out of Sask, the yeah. underman riders, the this, the that. I'm like, well, two of their own players are suspended for their own actions. Right. And the COVID outbreak, I can't explain that, but I, didn't, I had a tough time feeling sorry for them. And they still almost won the game. They had a lead with five minutes to go. They did. And you said it. They're a good team. They're probably a playoff team. Yeah. But it's... It's not early anymore, Jock. No, we're a third into the season. What? Yeah, twenty-seven games into a ninety-one yeah. game regular season, and you know there's lots of positives happening for the Canadian Football League right now. I do think the new rules are working, although that was just a, a bleep show, you know, in Ottawa the other night with the. But what did you think center. about that? Oh Huge ratings God. too, by the way, for yeah. that. I'm like, ah, did, I know. All this- but but what did the last three minutes take? Twenty-eight minutes to play? Like that just can't happen. It can't happen. It, it turns the viewers turn it off. The people in the stadium get uh, get upset with that, and and that's something the Canadian Football League. I think Darren Hackwood is looking at it. Um, you know, director of officiating for the Canadian Football League. Uh, but but yeah, that's that's just not good. Not good for your game. Not good for the league. Not good for anything. And 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 I, I get it. You want to get you want to get the call. That's right. what they're saying. You want to get the call right, but you got to get the call right faster. For goodness sakes, or else it's a disaster. But I and I haven't talked to these CFL people about it. But for years, I've worked in and around the guys, as of you, like Tom Higgins and George Black and those guys, uh, Glenn Johnson. Mm-hmm. They want the call right. I don't think they're making any apologies for the delays. I don't think they are. It's wrong. Yeah. Because, you know, hey, and, and it was Glenn Suter on my show last night saying it becomes a safety issue, too, because there you got the game in B.C. that's delayed for 15, 20 minutes, and players are sitting around twiddling their thumbs, you know, and, and, and all of a sudden cool down, and you're ready for, you know, the kickoff, and your kickoff is 15, 20 minutes yeah. late, and you have to go through another warm-up. How do you handle that? It's a, it's a little bit of a, a, a disaster. So, I know I think, I think the CFL better look at it and, and get it right, and uh, I don't know. It's sometimes you just got to live with the call made on the field by the officials, and a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, I, I feel the that human way. element is yeah, what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, for other teams, and I feel like we ignore BC far too much because we air on yeah. channel nine twenty four out there on Telesoptic TV on Game Plus. 
They're excited, man. We had Neil McAvoy on the be. other day. Yeah, they should. Four and one. Uh, Marcus Sales said that they're the best team in the CFL. And shoot, maybe they are, but Winnipeg did punch him in the mouth in there a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But it's a great story. It is a great story. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think the best analogy that I heard so far this season was from Dave Dickinson. And Dave Dickinson said, you know, it's amazing when you pay $75,000 for a quarterback. All of a sudden, that opens up all of this money where you can surround him with, you know, extra talent, and you get the extra receivers. And, you know, yes, Brian Burnham is hurt, you know, from that perspective. But, but yeah, when you're spending four hundred or $450,000 on a quarterback in a salary cap world, it is tough. But all of a sudden, now you're talking two or three extra skilled players. And, and you know, what is the, the total dollar figure that, you know, BC is spending on quarterbacks? Not very much. Not very much at all. Now, that's going to change, obviously, and you hope this kid stays in Canada and obviously continues to thrive in this country. But uh, that does make a difference, doesn't it? Do you not think the NFL talk with relation to Rourke was vastly premature? I do. I agree. I agree. You know, it's, hey, how many years did Warren Moon play in Canada before he made the jump? Five, six. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's what you want to do. You want to establish yourself because if you go to the NFL and, yes, the money is great and, yes, the practice roster money is way better than it is in Canada. However, you go there and you become the third-string quarterback or you just, and, and you're not getting the game action. I think you can develop more in Canada. And if you have two or three great seasons in Canada, then, yeah, let's talk NFL. If this kid continues to develop the way he is developing uh, – uh, I would say two or three years. Why not give it a shot? And I think that's what every you know every every athlete in this league aspires to. That so why not? Well, and that's what I'm telling fans of all teams, yeah. but particularly the Lions. Just enjoy him while he's here. Yeah. Enjoy it now because it's a great story, and he's selling tickets. Sure. Now I, you brought up Warren Moon, so there's the segue to Edmonton. And for the Elks fans that say we don't talk about the Elks enough, you're probably right. Um, it's a tough year to be rebuilding when you look at that division because mm-hmm. they're probably not going to make the playoffs but they are getting better they are getting better yeah. and you know you, you talk about uh, Doligala you know I, I would think Taylor Cornelius is in the same boat right you know there's there's potential and you know the the, the whole situation with their quarterbacks is is mind-boggling to me because this is a quarterback driven league as you know if you don't have an elite quarterback it's tough to win in this league and how many quarterbacks have the elks gone through this year it's uh, it's it's crazy and yet chris jones likes a certain style of quarterback is taylor cornelius that style of quarterback i, I don't know i don't know you know there was uh, i think you saw the famous uh, photo when uh, Victor Cui, the president of Edmonton, was you know, doing, doing the arm wrestling with uh, Gary Stern, and they had the, the agenda on the table, and there was, you know, the Jeremiah Mazzoli trade. I'm going, oh, okay. <laughs> That's interesting. You yeah, know? no kidding. Yeah, you know, so. It's a lot. Of, it's the CFL. It is, <laughs> it's it always is interesting. CFL. But the thing with Jones, I, big fan. I've told you that many times. Anybody who's worked with I'm him. I'm not a fan of the person, but I'm a fan of the coach. Yeah, I think he, fair I think, he's, I think he's a great coach. But you talk about the quarterbacks he's gone through, and I am not going to sit here and debate football with Chris Jones. I'm not going to do it. No. Nope. He, obviously, he knows what he's doing, but I look at all the quarterbacks he's going through here, all the quarterbacks he went through in Saskatchewan, and I'm like, what, what are you looking for? What do you want? And when are you going to settle on somebody? Mm-hmm. Because Nick Arbuckle... I think he's got the chops to be a starter in this league. Not Don't mobile you? enough. Not mobile enough. I think for the for Chris Jones. So that that's my read. That's is that your read too? I just know I didn't like him. <laughs> he's not there. Yeah. I don't know what the reason is. <laughs> but I mean, we had a, we had a camp in uh, Florida with the, we had ten quarterbacks brought in. Yeah. And Jones was just 
discarding them like trading cards. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know what his, if he could just draw up the perfect quarterback or point to that yeah. guy, I don't know who that is. Is that because he's more of a, a defensive genius yeah, than an offensive so. genius? Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, he's always been known for his defense. What well, does Huff have a, I would say Bo is Huff's prototypical what he wants. Whatever Bo is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think they'd like to, him to be a little more mobile, you know, obviously, because um, he's a typical pocket quarterback from Katy, Texas. But, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's interesting because, you know, Jake, Jake Mayer, I think, has a, a little more mobility. Um, Tommy Stevens can run the heck out of the ball as a, as, as a big boy. Uh, but, yeah, what is uh, – I don't know. It, it's interesting when you look back at the great quarterbacks in the Canadian Football League, you know, what made Warren Moon, getting back to Warren Moon, what made him so effective. You know, obviously he could throw the ball. He could read defenses. He could obviously run the ball too, which was uh, really, really important. And then you look at, you know, the Doug Fluties of the world and the Jeff Garcias of the world and, you know, all of these guys that, uh, you know, were really, really effective. You know, but I think what it all comes down to, and correct me if you think I'm wrong here, but if you don't have the toolbox, you know, if – if, if, you're, too. If, if you're smart, <laughs> if you're smart, you're going to be effective. You can read defenses. We've seen so many guys with great, great uh, talent, but they're just not the smartest people on the planet. I feel like Dave Dickinson's about the smartest quarterback this league's ever seen. Certainly in my time, I, I wouldn't disagree. With watching that. and uh, Ricky Ray's up there. Yeah, uh, Hank too. But you know, it's, the other thing is, I don't know that there's one right answer to that. I've worked with so many offensive coordinators over the years, like a George yeah. Cortez, a Doug Berry. Guys like that, and mm-hmm. some guys wanted a pocket passer, some guys didn't, but mm-hmm. they didn't want guys coming out of the pocket because they get hurt. Yeah. For one, and two, it cuts half the field off, yeah. was the one that I heard a lot. Look at Zach Caleros now. You know, if you go back to that Calgary Winnipeg game, and how many times did he extend plays on second down against the Calgary Stampeders? Stampeders, you know, still got to him. They still, you know, had some sacks. They, they still, you know, had some pressures. But it was, it was truly amazing how that quarterback was able to extend plays, not only with his legs, with his arm. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the prototypical quarterback in the Canadian Football League right now. That's what you want to see. I think, Cody, yeah. I think Cody at times is like that. Um, you know, Cody can obviously extend plays with his, uh, with his legs as well, but I don't think he's got the strong arm that uh, Zach, Zach Caleros Listen, has. that's the story. Zach Caleros. Yeah. And Winnipeg, I will always... Have you in my heart? Because when they traded for Zach Caleros, I said, this is a nothing trade. He couldn't play in Saskatchewan because of his health. He couldn't get on the field in Toronto because of his health. What the hell do I know? (laughs) What is he there now? 23 and one or more? Back-to-back championships. Yeah, he just doesn't lose. That's 30 for 30 stuff, Jock. Nobody wanted the guy. No, exactly right. Exactly right. And, and as you said, the biggest knock, I think people wanted him because they could see the potential and the talent, but he couldn't stay healthy. And that was, that was what I was thinking, oh, is he going to be able to stay healthy in Winnipeg? Well, he has been able to stay healthy, and it helps when you have a, a better offensive line. You know, you got Stanley Bryant, one of the best offensive linemen in the, in the game, obviously. Uh, and if you can protect him, but he has, he has been, you know, he's taken some hits. He's taken some shots, but he's still been able to uh, get back up, and that's important. I'm just... I- flip my computer over here to read some yep. viewer questions. I'm not ignoring you. Trust yeah, me. Okay. Text lines on the screen. My wife ignores me. It's okay. <laughs> 902-518-3033. There. Um, Glenn BC Golf Guide writes in. He says, Ryder fan for sure here, but a CFL fan first. Um, Ty Cats Bills fan watching on YouTube says, Ty Cats by seven tomorrow. I guess we could talk about the other games, Jocko. Yeah. Uh, and Jeff, just one last one on this. Jeff the Stamps fan says, I was pretty young in Moon's time was he a really great runner? 
I'd have to defer to you on that. I wouldn't say a great runner. You know, he, he obviously had the arm, but he could, he, could, he could scramble. If My recollection, I think he could scramble. Uh, so the other games, Montreal and Hamilton. Listen, I'm becoming more of an Alouettes fan because of this Gary Stern, yeah. man. Like, he's this old guy that owns a team that literally doesn't really know what he's got himself into, <laughs> but he's open to learn. He seems nice. He's a fan. Yeah. You know, How can you not cheer for the, that? The new owner in BC, he's a fan. You know, Victor Kui, he's a fan. You know, Gary Stern, he's a fan. I, I love it. I love, I I love think the it's engagement. Cool. Yeah, I, I do too. So, but Bob Young, then you look at the Hamilton owner, and he's lost so much money yeah. and never won a championship over there. Like, you kind of want him to win, too. But as far as Thursday night, uh, Cats are favored by three at home over Montreal. One in five Hamilton yeah. Tiger Cats. Disappointment. Big disappointment. And, and I think if you asked, you know, Orlando Steinhauer, he would be, uh, he would be stunned as well. And, and, and now the questions are, is Dane Evans the guy? I'm, did we keep the right guy? Did we keep the right guy? And it's, 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 a, it's a very, very fair question. You know, defensively, that's a pretty good football club. Uh, but right now, I think they, they have some issues. So uh, the jury is out on Dane Evans for me. I, I hope he turns out well for him, but it's, uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see. If they don't turn it around soon, I don't know what's going to happen. There. The viewers said tie cats by seven. <clears throat> and again, the odds makers at betregal.ca, our exclusive betting partner, have tie cats by three. I think I'll take that bet, but the pressure is mounting on them. But they're not going to fire Orlando Steinauer. No. Ottawa, different story. The week closes with Ottawa at Toronto on Sunday. Argo's favored by five and a half. What's Ottawa now? 0-6 under Paul Apolis. Yeah. What are you seeing out of that outfit? Not much. Not much at all. And, and it's tough because you, you hate to throw Paul Apolis under the bus, but that's usually what happens when you're organization. Yeah. yeah, Charlie you know Montoyo. <laughs> it's, it's much easier to fire a coach than it is to get rid of uh, you know, all of the players. And <sighs> I, I, I don't know. It's, 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 it's the million-dollar question. I, I, I do agree with you, though. I think if, the, uh, you know, if, if you don't win, if you're like 0-9, you're done. You're gone. And, and you've got you to change. You've got to get the direction uh, going a different, uh, different way. So I think it's, uh, it's almost a must win for Paul Apolis. That's the question. How far do you allow this to happen? Because yeah. you said you watched the game uh, with the delays of the oh, timing. But God, what about the drop in the end zone of Darvin Adams? This yeah. is not a rookie. No. Like I've, I'm just glad I don't have to make the decision on Paul Apolis' future because I don't know what it would be. Yeah. You know, again, you've said it. You can't fire 40 players, but you can fire one coach. And he's not the GM's guy. Right, Sean Burke came in there after Paul did. That's another strike against him. We, we saw that with Kahari Jones, right? Ooh, yeah. yeah. Who, by the way, that's the other wrinkle to tonight or Thursday's game is Kahari's now with the Tiger Cats, right? Uh, home to the Montreal Alouettes. By the way, we got a couple minutes left in this segment. Uh, I'm going to swing this around for a second because we've got the CFL stuff out of the way. Just on the on the Kachuk. Gaudreau thing. Yes. Um, we've had a bunch of poll questions this week. Who will have more points this year in the regular season, Panthers or Flames? Who will have more points individually, Kachuk, Gaudreau, or Huberto? How do you feel about the Flames as we sit here today, what they've been through here? The Flames are not a better team than they were when they ended the season, even though they got schooled by the Edmonton Oilers in that playoff series. Hey, when you lose you know, two-thirds of one of the best lines, if not the best line in the National Hockey League, uh, you're not a better team. Uh, Jonathan Huberdeau was, was, is a nice, nice fit for this team. But does he have Barkoff as a center in Calgary? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. So um, is, is Matthew Kachuk going to thrive with Bar- Barkoff as a center? 
I would say there's a very good chance of that happening. I think anybody would. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. I might even get a few points, yeah. you know, put the skates on. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I do believe when you get the youngest, brightest player in the trade, you, you end up winning the trade. And, and, and Brad Tree Living, his hands were tied because this player obviously didn't want to be here anymore, informed the organization he wasn't going to sign that long term. So I give, I give Brad and the Flames organization all the credit in the world because, I, I, you know, Uyghur is a, is, a, is a good, solid defenseman. Is he going to be a top pairing defenseman? Is he going to be a top four, you know, pairing in, in this city? Oh, we're going to see how that plays out with, with Daryl Sutter. So you got some assets. They're only one year left in their contract. Everybody knows that, uh, that story from that standpoint. So are you going to be able to re-sign these players? Hey, they're, they're saying all the right things, but Johnny Goudreau and Matthew Kachuk said all the right things too. It's different when you're you know, in Calgary in July when it's a heat wave and everything is nice and it's a great city and the stampede is just wrapped up. It's a hell of a lot different when it's minus 30 in January, right? We talked about the pressure on the Dallas Cowboys head coaches and coordinators. Yeah. I don't think it's much less on the NHL people in Canada. Like Tree Living yeah. on Saturday, yeah. I was a little stunned when I saw him say, I'm pissed off yeah. about what's... like That said so many things to me. And number one was the pressure on a guy like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, and, and that's being in a Canadian city. And, that's, and, and you know, I, I, always, I always look back to when Gretzky was traded to Los Angeles. And all of a sudden, you go to Los Angeles, and Gretzky has talked about the story. So all of a sudden, you have a life. You can walk down the street, and somebody may recognize Wayne Gretzky, but the majority of people, they're not going to recognize, you know, a hockey player in Los Angeles. So you can have a life. You can go to a restaurant. You go to a supermarket. You may get recognized a little bit. And, you know, when you're, when you're coming from a place like Florida, and, and you've had this nice lifestyle, you've been on the beach, all this other kind of good stuff, and you, you, have, a, you have a normal life, and making the kind of money you're making, I can understand why players don't want to play in the, uh, in the spotlight of a Canadian city. I, I really can, because you can't go anywhere in this city. Johnny Goodrow couldn't go anywhere in this city. Matthew Kachuk couldn't go anywhere in this city. I remember back in the day, when you know Cowboys, uh, uh, Cowboys nightclub was around, and they'd have to used to close off the top level of the bar just, for the so, flames. They, just so the flames could come up and have their own little party <laughs> upstairs, you know, because oh, they couldn't be in the general population, and that's and that's too bad, you know. So it's it's just one of those situations, and uh, so it's it's not fun when everywhere you go, everybody's uh, you know asking you questions and asking for autographs, ah. and it's uh, hey, I get it, you're making a lot of money. But you still want to have, and they're young people too. Those players. Yeah, like I remember. Listen, you talk about Cowboys. Let's yeah. go a little before that. Longhorn Trio Grand, South uh, McLeod. Um, wow, that's state. Right. Well, I remember going in there, <laughs> Mount Royal College student, running into yeah. Theron Fleury in the bathroom, and just going, <gasps> you know what I mean? Like at Will Johnson too. By the way, yep. Stamps defensive end. He liked to have a good time. Young men do, believe yeah. it or not. What are the, you know, <laughs> I don't know if they could do that in South Florida. Theo could. Yeah, well, you know, and, and, and you want to put the CFL analogy into it. I'm, I'm sure Regina is totally different because any player on that team can't go anywhere without being recognized. In Calgary, hey, I think, I think you know, Bo Levi Mitchell is very recognizable. But I, I, I used to work at the, at the Olympic Oval and uh, did a lot of speed skating. And it's funny because Jeremy Witherspoon was a star in the, in the Netherlands. And he would go in the Netherlands. Yeah. Everybody would know who he was. And he would get just mauled, you know, by, by the Dutch fans because they love their speed skating. Here in Calgary, 
I don't think you could pick him out of a lineup, you know, from, from that standpoint. And, and it's, I, I think I might have told this story before. Uh, there, there's a guy that lives in Sylvan Lake here in Alberta that won the 11 cities in the Netherlands. His name is uh, Everett Van Bentham. And he came here because, you know, he was the Wayne Gretzky of the Netherlands. And, of course, uh, he's, now, he's now a dairy farmer in Sylvan Lake. And he just Nobody knows there. who he is. No one knows who he is, exactly. <laughs> but, he likes that. but you mentioned that name to any Dutch person, and they will know exactly who Everett Van Bentham is. We're going to take uh, one last <laughs> time out with Jock and come back. Fire your questions uh, in on all these topics. Maybe Maybe we'll brush around to the NFL, too. We're live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino Stage Bar on Game Plus Television. We're also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Coming at you live from Calgary, live now on Game Plus. Maybe you're listening to the podcast later in the day at Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, or Spotify. It is our distinct pleasure to have Jock Wilson here from QR77, CHQR AM 770, Calgary. And I do want to talk about the NFL a little bit. I know that the NFL is very big in Alberta, Mm -hmm. but you said you didn't have a team. No, I, I really don't. It, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, I, I always like to give Pooskoopy a shout out. And uh, growing up on a farm in Pooskoopy, we, we didn't get a lot of, uh, you know, we had one, one television station that was a CBC. So uh, eventually we were able to, uh, you know, pick up a few of the Seattle Seahawks games. So, you know, uh, you know, Craig to Largent, it was, uh, that, that was, that was, you jumped on that bandwagon. And, and watched a lot of Seattle Seahawks games because it was the only one you got. And then, then I moved to Calgary, and I've been in Calgary now since 1981, so I've been here a long time. And, you know, you, you, you sort of jump back and forth with teams. I, I don't really have one team that I follow religiously or have their jerseys or anything like that. But how can you not have respect for Tom Brady? So wherever Tom Brady goes, you know, I was a Patriots fan. Now I'm a Buccaneer fan from that standpoint. But I will say this. I will say this. My, my daughter uh, spent her first two years of her NCAA career in LSU, and she was there when the, the Tiger team under Coach O won that national championship. And she got to know a bunch of the players, including, including uh, Joe Burrow. And she has a great picture of herself with the Heisman Trophy. And so I've become a little bit of a Cincinnati LSU, fan. Oh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati fan. Yeah. fan oh, because, after, because, yeah. because of Joe Burrow. And I thought, hey, my daughter knows him, uh, that Randy Moss. It was funny because, uh, good story, uh, Randy Moss's son uh, played on, uh, on the LSU team. And, uh, you know, my, my daughter was in a few uh, classes with her and did, uh, uh, did some tutoring with him. And, uh, and I, said, I said, do you even know who Randy Moss is? She had no idea. <laughs> Hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah, it's so funny. Eh? <laughs> um, wait, by the way, way, speaking of being private or so forth, Jeff, the Stams fan, says, my friend just saw Manny Arsenault at Cactus Club in Edmonton. There you no go. One, no one gave a second look, he says. So that's just a big city thing and maybe a CFL thing. We were talking about my love of the Dallas Cowboys, and what I meant to say was Troy Aikman in the 90s never left his house, just like Darian Durant mm-hmm. never left his house in Regina. And fax machines, kids, fax machines, Google it <laughs> or look it up in the encyclopedia. But he used to fax his grocery list to the grocery store, Troy Aikman, 
and they would deliver it long ahead of their time in that. Yeah. But that's no way to live, Jock. No, it's not. It's not, not at all. And, and hey, this person recognized Manny Arsenault, and whether or not you're bugging him or not, you still know who he is, and yeah. everybody else knows who he is, everything from that standpoint. And, and again, Manny Arsenault is, is not Joe Burrow or is not Tom Brady or anything from, uh, from that standpoint. So it's, uh, you know, hey, Manny knows people are looking. Manny knows people are watching. The Manny Show, he's, uh, he's, he's a character. That's the thing. I wonder if they're more upset when they are recognized and yep. people come up or if they're more upset when they're not recognized and nobody comes up. I tell up. you what, I, I, I love it. You know, you're on television. People know who you are. In, in Calgary, I've been here since 1981, as I said. I've been in radio. You know, I've done a few TV hits. But, you know, the great thing about radio is you are under the radar. It's not like you, mm-hmm. you go out and you've had Brendan Parker on or the TV guys on and Ryan Leslie, all those guys. They, they know who they are, and they can't, they, you know, because of their recognizability. Uh, but radio, it's perfect. I love it. <laughs> well, I love it. Uh, I'm, speaking, I'm, I'm really antisocial, you know, so there you go. Introvert. There you go. Who would believe that? Yeah. Jeff uh, from Winnipeg, Jeff Kabilis, they're trying to recruit you. He says, Jock, you're part of the Sea of Red. You might as well join the Red Sea. Go Cards. Arizona is a pretty okay. good team to follow. But just speaking of that, mm-hmm. uh, a lady uh, this week said to me, she goes, you must love being in Alberta for the anonymity. And I said, I do. But Florida is the best because nobody has any idea down there who I am. And speaking of that, if you like Tom Brady, I mean, have you been to an NFL game? Have I been to an NFL yeah. game? I have to be honest with you. No, then, I have not. Then, then Tampa Bay might be something you should. Mom, you're yes. traveling, though, to see your kids. I, I've so been you... to lots of NCAA. Yeah. Well, not lots. A couple of NCAA games, which is, uh, which is fantastic, and the atmosphere is uh, fantastic. Yeah, I, I'd love you. You mentioned Dallas Stadium. Holy cow. That's, uh, you know, their, their practice facility. I think it's called the Ford Stadium. Uh, it's 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 better than anything in the Canadian Football League. It's freaking unbelievable. You know, just seeing some of the pictures, and I, I go back to the LSU story. I remember when, uh, you know, the Tigers revamped just their dressing room, you know, for the, uh, for the college players. Unbelievable. And, you know, lounge chairs and just every, everything. And I've had this conversation with Dave Dickinson before, too, and you might have had it before. Uh, you know, when you get players from, you know, the big SEC schools, you know, whether it's Bama, oh, whether yeah. it is, you know, LSU or Texas A&M, you go down the list and they come to Canada and they got to carry your own bag. You know, these guys don't have to do. It's a really real. It's a culture shock for these guys to come to Canada because they get treated so well at those uh, at those NCAA schools. And Dave Dickinson was just telling me the other night, you know, he, he's from the Big Sky Conference. He is very, very concerned for the future of some of these smaller conferences because of the NIL and because, you know, players are going to transfer so quickly for the money, you know, for the money. That, that's exactly right. And so, you know, what is going to happen <laughs> to these smaller uh, conferences? It's, uh, you know, Dave Dickinson is concerned. So I, I, I will not disagree with that because you got a situation on campus where some of these players, you know, the money that you're hearing that they're raking in is unbelievable. Kids driving Lamborghinis on campus. It's really, really big time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's scary, too, to see where it's going. Yeah. But I, I get what you're saying. But, you know, you're all, as you go on, you're jarring all these memories in me. And I, I was with an equipment <laughs> manager guy this week, and he said to me, remember when that guy broke into the Taylor Field equipment room and stabbed Norm Fong? I'm like, yes. I'm thinking I need to start working on that book that people are telling me to write because right. I'm forgetting about these things. Guy came right off the street into That's the writer locker room. I mean, he was on something or not in his right mind and stabbed Norm Fong. Fongo watches this show every day, by the way. Norm's probably forgotten that. Um, more stories. Rocky Butler, the infamous, you know, Rocky Butler. 
right? Won a Labor Day Classic, rushed for three touchdowns in 2002 as a third-string quarterback. I know, I, I know Rocky Thompson better. Uh, yeah, fighter, <laughs> hockey guy, of course. But I, wrote, I was there the day Rocky Butler walked into the stadium. He played at Hofstra, New York, and he comes in. He's got his bag over his shoulder. He looks around. He goes, nice practice stadium. Where the real stadium at? <laughs> Where's the real stadium? Yeah, fair enough. He meant it. <laughs> now, on the flip side, J.T. O'Sullivan, you may or may not remember him being with the Riders. He was one year, 2012, but he played for like 16 NFL teams. Really good guy. We still keep in touch. But we walked into BC Place, 2012. It was after the 2010, 2010 Olympics. So it would have yep. been uh, Reynolds. The Reynolds then. In, yeah. So he's looking up going. It's a nice Are stadium. they all like this? Yeah, it's a nice stadium. Not even close, JT, but thanks for asking. So yeah. it's all various reactions and stuff. But, you know, I can't let you go without this, Jock. Hey, you, you, gotta, you talk equipment managers. You know, yeah. Geo, George Hopkins, yeah. 1,000 games in the Canadian Football League. Not this weekend, but the weekend after uh, when they wow. go to Ottawa. Yeah, that's pretty I impressive. I hope they'll eh? do something for them. I yeah. would assume they will. I, I believe they have something planned. So. Oh, good, good. And Geo's one of the great guys in the game. Uh, Jack Fulton saying that this will be the Stampeders' 400th home win this weekend, by the way. I'm, I'm sure you saw that in the game notes or something. But, hey, every single day, I've been here 17 weeks now, the new arena stadium debate comes mm. up. Hey, Dion, I'd love to get this guy's thoughts. He's the toughest guy in town right here. Dion, <laughs> you did an unbelievable job of walking back. You started down the political road, and then you stopped. Yes. Last time you were here, yes. DuPont said afterwards, man, did Jock handle that well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why, with all the money here, are you in this conundrum? Or money that's been here and is now coming back, are you in this conundrum for stadiums? I don't understand it. Uh, and, and I've been here since 1981, and it's kind of sad. And, you know, I, I, I just look... I look at, you know, this city was known for, you know, as an Olympic city in 1988. And, and how do you get, you know, funding, you know, from the municipal government, from the federal government, from the provincial government? You host big events. And you saw that in Toronto with the Pan American Games. You saw that in Edmonton with the Commonwealth Games. We saw it here in, in Calgary as well. And it, it, sorry for the language, it pisses me off that we went to a referendum for the 2026 yeah. games. Those games should have been here in Calgary. We would have been able to, you know, build a new stadium. We would have been able to, you know, and, 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 and the bid was just, you know, so poorly organized. And, you know, sh shame, you know, it sh never should have been the mayor. You know, Mayor Nenshi, the former mayor, you know, his, his face was all over that thing. And, you know, we, we had some visionaries back in, uh, back in the early 80s, you know, with the Frank Kings of the world that brought those, uh, those games to Calgary. And, and, and I see what Vancouver's doing now with their indigenous bid. Fantastic. And, and Vancouver, it's, again, going to bug me to no end that they're going to be hosting the games in 2023, uh, 2030, I should say, and, and we, we get shut out and our facilities are going to just be dead and buried. And, and I think that's the saddest thing for this city. So um, are we ever going to get a new event center under the current leadership of this city? I'm, I have my doubts. I have my doubts. I, I really do. Um, you know, they're talking a good game, but it seems, uh, you know, they seem to change the, uh, the goalposts every, every single time. I, I will just say this. But you won't say never. I, I won't say never. I, I won't say never. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's, 
And, and again, I, I don't, I, you know, people always ask me on my show, they say, you know, when we get back to the Flames for a second, they say, do you think the coaching has anything to do with it? Because Daryl Sutter is, is a little more old school, and, and I don't think so. You know, these players, yes, they were in the final year of their contract. They had career years under Daryl Sutter. You know, Daryl Sutter let them, uh, you know, let them play and, and do good. But I get it. Daryl Sutter probably has a shelf life as, as a head coach. And then the other thing you always hear is, do you think it's because of the arena? And, uh, you know, the arena is awful. You know, you, again, we talk about the LSU dressing room. Well, how about, you know, the Calgary Flames dressing room? Not that nice compared to some of these new yeah. arenas and stuff like that. So does that, does that help in attracting, you know, players to your city and, and to your team? I think it does. I think it does. I, I yeah, really it do. Might. I think yep, it might. Good think point. There, there's a little, bit, a little bit to it. So we'll see. Tremendous broadcaster, hell of a man. Jocko Wilson, thanks for hey. coming down. We'll talk to you tonight. Always a pleasure, man. All right, Jock Wilson, CHQR 770 Radio. Uh, Moose will join us next for overtime, and we'll get all those viewer comments into you're watching on Game Plus TV. We're live streaming on YouTube, and you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's overtime. It's a proud presentation of the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Your home for the CFL and the UFC. As we bring the moose back in here, we got some great comments from the viewers, Moose. It's been a while since we saw him. Uh, and it's always fun with Jocko, isn't it? He said to say hi, by the way, as you can imagine. Ryan in Saratoga, New York says, are we going to have time to get Bo Levi on today? No, we ran out of time, so we can't get Bo on today. Sorry, Bo. <laughs> can't get him on. Um, Michael Wynn in Winnipeg's answering the bell. Thank you, Michael in Winnipeg, regarding that statue. The one viewer in Medicine Hat was saying, Bud Grant needs a statue in front of the Minnesota Stadium. I'm like, well, I think he has one in front of IG Field, unless that's Cal Murphy. I was saying that. Yeah, you were part of that. And uh, Michael is watching. You remember Michael. He came to our meet and greet at Hooters. And he says uh, that Bud Grant is the sta- uh, statue right beside their souvenir store. Cal's on the other side of the stadium. And I want your take on this. Michael goes on to say, boo-hoo, sign a couple of autographs. Players are so soft nowadays. Seriously, hashtag spoiled and make way more money. What's your take on that, Darren? Because the more I'm in Calgary, the more I realize that Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk literally could not leave their house without everybody in town knowing and judging. And we see it in the markets all around the world. For sure, North America, it sounds like maybe that's why they left. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's really hard to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, right? I mean, as, as a casual fan or you know, even diehard fans, we look at players and think, I would love to have people wanting to take my picture, coming up to me, wanting my autograph being famous, being recognized everywhere and having all the money that goes along with it. But money doesn't solve all the problems. And, you know, when you, you know, feel that in the public that you literally can't go to the grocery store without having to answer questions or about without getting, you know, people taking your picture either behind your back or whatever, that can be a lot, you know, and when you're family and you can't go out and just enjoy the city, that can be a lot for some players to deal with. Some, some people love it. But others don't. And if, you know, Johnny Gaudreau wants to go somewhere a little bit quieter, be a little closer to family and have a bit of a normal life, uh, you know, he obviously has that option to go and do it. 
Well, I swear, you're right. It's a person-by-person situation. And because I've been here long enough and I've been deliberating it six years for Matthew Kachuk, eight years for Johnny Gaudreau, they don't owe this town anything. And when I say that to Flames fans, they actually nod their head and they agree. You know, they, they did have great careers here and they want to try something else. And um, they're not going to have to, I think, deal with this kind of public pressure in Columbus and certainly South Florida for sure. And it sounds like Kachuk is very much enjoying already being a Florida Panther and uh, getting there. So those are <laughs> some of the comments. John Ohm watching in Winnipeg says, I want to be rich and famous for 15 minutes just to see what it's like. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember Katie Lang, who, again, you know, but her hits were far before your time, Darren. But she very famously said, you, it's better, you'd far rather be rich than famous instead of the other way around. She said she was famous, but not rich. So she at least, with these multimillionaire athletes, at least they're making the money. That's the downside of it is the fame. But Katie's like, I'm not even getting the money. And also sitting here saying, I can't believe how many wonderful country singers come from Alberta. And I know you like country music. You like some of the other. We lost them. All right. How much fun is that? You know, he's talking about the country music singers, but uh, we lost the connection. We'll see if we get them back in the next minute here or two. And if he connects before the end of the show, but uh, um, great. Awesome. We had the little technical uh, mistake earlier, but we got it all solved and we'll see where Rod wants to, wants to go. He was talking about Katie Lang and, and the country music singers. And I'm not even sure where he was going with that. He was talking about Gaudreau and Kachuk. Um, but that's the, that's the um, psyche of all the players now and of athletes and of, you know, individuals is, we're not going to have the 40-year careers anymore. That's just not going to happen. We're not going to have players play in one place like Dustin Brown did for 18 seasons with the uh, Los Angeles Kings and get a statue. It's just not going to happen at scale. It'll happen once here, once there. Hopefully, Connor McDavid stays in Edmonton his whole career. Sidney Crosby finishes his career as a Pittsburgh Penguin and Alex Ovechkin as the Washington Capitol. Uh, last minute of play in the RP show. Last minute of play. Um, but it's just not going to happen. Players want to have different experiences. They want to go to Calgary and see be in that hockey mad market and six years and eight years. That's a long time. Then they want to go to Florida or they want to go to Columbus and play in front of family. And then as they get older, they might want to go try and go to a super team and win a Stanley cup with Colorado or with a team that's there. Rod, you got like 20 yes, seconds probably. <laughs> nice work, Moose. It finally happened when you were on the air. You covered it very well. I appreciate I you. Know. Um, I know. So, yeah, I guess we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks to Jock Wilson. Who else did we have? It was such a great visit today. Brad Sham, the voice of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Moose, have a great uh, day, man. We'll see you tomorrow. You bet. Have a great day. R- rest of you, we'll see you at noon Eastern Thursday here on Game Time. LFG. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Bob's your uncle. That's hot. Sold.